Good evening, everyone. This is Sala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. Thank you guys for sending me those emails. And if you wish to do that um, for the people that have not sent me an emails yet, it is T A L A I B R A 8888 at gmail.com. And it's all lowercase. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, any ideas, any things that you want me, anything you want me to address, I will be more than happy to do so. Today is one such episode about a listener that had emailed me regarding their relationship with their wife. Now, every I think everybody can relate to this female or male that this person, we're going to call Mike, he says that he's having trouble with his wife because he's not able to communicate with her. He is trying to make her happy, but she continues to get disappointed quite often because of simple things, whether it's she doesn't have things the way she wants them or the way he's saying something is not to her liking or as expected. So basically, another way to say that is that he's not following a proper transcript of what he needs to be saying or an itinerary of what he needs to be doing. And so he's very mad at himself and he's basically in this email telling me or asking really, what can I do to communicate with her that I'm trying my best and it's, it, but it's not working, right? So Mike, I'm going to say firstly that there's no secret in communication. Um, there's no secret that you need to know or that needs to be identified in how to communicate with someone. I think you can do it just based on your email. I think you're able to communicate what you want and need. However, wife may have gotten the impression somewhere along the line in the beginning of that relationship that you were in charge of how she feels. And this happens really kind of subtly at first, you know, and, and I talked about this plenty of times, but we'll just go ahead and, and say it in a different way for everyone. Uh, we end up playing the role of the savior. And I always say, watch out from the beginning of a relationship. If you are trying to play captain, save a whatever, <laughs> It's not useful and you'll end up creating this monster that you wish you just never had. In the beginning, it feels good to be somebody's savior, to be needed, to be wanted, to be desired for your opinion to matter to someone and for that connection to be there. But when the time goes on in this relationship, unfortunately, more and more is being placed on Mike as wife continues to throw blame at him or even basically just throw emotions at him uh, that are hers. And she'll say, I feel miserable in this marriage, which is one thing that she says. 
and she kind of drops it in front of him and he picks it up and he's like, he may, he owns it. He makes it his to fix. Right. And, and I want you to have the visualization of this occurring because she's throwing out emotions, misery, chaos, whatever she is. And he feels so obligated to pick him up. Now, Mike, my suggestion here is not to pick up what's not yours. And this is going to be very frightening for you because I think you have a fear of being abandoned by your partner, which probably serves to why you continue to uh, meet or attempt to meet her every need, emotional need and physical need, right? It's not useful and it is flawed in foundation because all you're creating is that person to blame you for their moods, to blame you for their dissatisfaction, to blame you for their misery instead of them to themselves taking responsibility for it. They've learned that you will go ahead and carry that bushel and fix it for them. However temporary that may be, they believe that you have that uh, responsibility every time you pick up the bushel that ain't yours. So keeping or not picking it up is going to be practice. It is not going to be easy to not pick up what isn't yours. And whether you're experiencing that in your lives uh, with a partner or maybe to not, not that extent, this can be used with everybody is they're allowed to their emotion and you're allowed not to fix it. And this is a big deal. We, we, we get sometimes really involved in convincing other people in attempting to change their mind in attempting to relieve them or think that we have the relief for them. But all of it is sending the message that they're not allowed to be uncomfortable in front of you and that you cannot take discomfort in somebody else's feelings, that they're not allowed to feel whatever they want <laughs> without you just getting in there and attempting to patch it up with duct tape, really bad duct tape. So... Mike and everybody else out there, I have nothing but compassion for you guys. And I need you to have compassion for your partner by not sending them the wrong message. We want to send them the right message. But every time we pick up their bushel of chaos that they're dropping in front of us, we've just been teaching them that I'm in charge of your chaos. And when you don't fix it right, you're the one who's going to be punished for it. That's not compassionate to your partner because... This not allowing them to actually fix their own emotions or take responsibility for them. That ain't pretty. That ain't pretty, Mike. And that ain't pretty anybody out there, all the Mikes in the world out there. Uh, because it's just an endless, filthy cycle. And I don't think you really want to have this kind of responsibility for the rest of your life, the rest of your marriage. I don't think you want to grow old with that. That's just a guess here. And in changing this pattern is going to be pretty important. Now, the discussion that we often say when it comes to marriages or partnerships or, or just relationships is that the communication needs to be appropriate or that we need to learn skills in communication. I think that's kind of not that, not that necessary. You know, there's a lot of other skills before learning to communicate properly. As an individual, I need to be able to see what I need to see in front of me in order for me to be able to communicate after that what I need to communicate. Again, we're talking about acceptance here. I need to look at 
this relationship as it is. I'm not trying to change stuff about it. I'm, I'm really taking responsibility for myself and for the monster I've created. <laughs> and in doing so, uh, and being realistic with myself and being honest with myself, I will be able to f- find out what I'm going to do next or communicate next in a way where I'm not giving the message that I'm in control of your feelings. But that can't happen if you're not taking responsibility or relieving yourself of responsibility that is not for you to pick up and take. Now, Mike has an old-fashioned fear of abandonment situation here. Just a fear of abandonment, which I think everybody in this world could relate to. Uh, especially if we have been with a person and learned f- to please them all the time, making boundaries with this person is going to be very tricky because they're going to be kicking and screaming. And you've developed this expectation in the relationship that you take on a lot more than you need to. And you've normalized it in some way. Like Mike, in this case, has normalized the fact that he is going to take uh, his wife's feelings and fix them. That was normal to him. He just picked them up. He responded to everything that she would throw at him and he explained himself and explained himself and explained himself all day long. I mean, this guy seems like he explains himself more than he needs to. I mean, if she says, um, you know, the weather is really bad today, he feels the need to basically explain why this is not his fault and that he is going to make sure she gets hot soup and stay warm and I'll, I'll take responsibility for that. I apologize that I, that the, the weather outside is, is frightening. (laughs) Um, whatever the case is at this point, Mike has gone way too much into explaining himself. And I'm going to just, I'm going to guess here that Mike is going to be, man, explaining himself to the point of just always being on defensive mode and not defensive in like an aggressive way, but defensive in like, I need to explain and defend myself all day long to my wife because I, I just feel like she's constantly miserable is how he describes her, um, or how she describes her experience with him, according to Mike. And he's going to be the one taking responsibility for fixing that. And it is unkind unkind. So Mike, maintain a distance from that emotional distance. We're looking at creating a line or a boundary in which you don't pick up what she's putting down. She can throw whatever she wants down. Now I think your job is to work on the fear of being abandoned, meaning that I just know I have to sit in my fear and not act on it. That's what that means. When you work on a fear, you're just basically confronting the fear. And in this case, Mike, you would be just hanging out with yourself as your wife is complaining about something and you would just sit there and not fix it. Another way you can respond to that would be like, what would you like to do about it, honey? (laughs) You know, sending it back to her to fix rather than you being Mr. Fix-It. Keep your toolbox to yourself, sir, and let her use her own toolbox to fix herself. 
That's my suggestion here. Again, we can all relate to this. Mike, you ain't no different from the rest of us, and I am certainly not exempt, right? So understanding this beautiful lesson that a relationship can teach us will help us develop boundaries that we can use for the rest of our lives. And Mike, when you work on this fear of abandonment, then you can really live the life and the relationship you want to have. But it requires you to take a risk and place the boundaries, even if your wife may respond negatively. And many times people don't make the boundaries and they continue to be doormats is another way to say that gently because, because, you know, they're afraid of the what ifs and the what ifs never happened. They have a high distrust in the foundation of that relationship to begin with that they're not willing to take the relation, the risk of putting up boundaries because it might lead to this person leaving them. But Mike, that has to happen. That has to happen whether you like it or not. Because if it doesn't happen, then you're basically creating your own prison that you cannot get out of. You either go through a little bit of that suffering, but reestablish new boundaries and even new communication, or you could just keep taking it as you are acting in fear, picking up everything she's throwing down at you and walking around with a big old duffel bag like Santa, but it ain't Christmas friend. I don't know why you're walking around with a duffel bag, uh, with presents in it and burdens in it with no Christmas anywhere in sight. That doesn't make sense to me. So Santa put the bushel down hand back all the toys to the elves and just chill with yourself. That's what we're asking for us to do here on this journey is to really empower yourself to face the fear that is the fear of abandonment. And like I said, everybody has that fear in levels, in certain levels. And when you're looking in your life, find out where you are acting in fear. Are you afraid to lose your job? Are you acting in a way or letting things slip by or getting away with things or getting away with not making decisions because you're afraid of losing a job or you're afraid of losing a partner or you're afraid of losing whatever it is that you're afraid to lose? That is acting in fear. I promise you that is not being responsible in a marriage when you do that. That is not being responsible at work when you act in fear. It is simply acting in fear. It's avoidant and it is most importantly not helping you make any decisions at all. You're living in this, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, Limbo. What? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. All this nonsense that many of us say, but all that really means is I'm not willing to take responsibility for anything. Because if you're saying, I don't know what to do, or I don't, I don't know where to start, or I'm just confused. Oh God, please don't, don't do that to yourself. You are the only one that have the, has the answer. I don't think the cashier at Walmart will know what to do with your life. I don't think your own mother will know what to do with your life. I don't think your next door neighbor will know what to do with your life. Heck, I don't think I know what to do 
with your life. You're the only one that has the answer. And the only one that can give your brain and your soul a per- the permission to transcend this current suffering. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, the best way to say it. I mean, I can't think of another way to say this. It is suffering. But it's a suffering that is based on your inability to make boundaries because of fear of abandonment, fear of being discarded or mm, rejected. All of which, I need you to make your boundaries so you can see if this person is going to reject you and discard you because you started making boundaries. I don't think I'd want you or anybody else to be with a person that does not respect and enjoy your boundaries, loves them and finds them uh, charming (laughs) to you and to them. Like they need to love you and your boundaries. That's what love is about. So I need you to see that. I need you to see when you put up a boundary and how this person is going to react. That's pretty important for us to see today as we are evolving in a mental way, in a, in a spiritual way, we are evolving and we need to be able to respond to our world with fearlessness. And fearlessness does not mean I have to be unafraid first before I start making decisions. No, I need you to make them even with the fear there. I need you to do the right thing for you and your life that will also be right for the other person, right? Automatically, even though they might disagree with it. Emotional maturity asks us to go beyond the feeling because the feelings are not facts. They're just simply the result of our thinking. And if I change my thoughts, is it more likely for my feelings to start to change as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I don't care really about how you feel. (laughs) I just care mostly what you're going to do. That's more important than how you feel. So if you're making boundaries, I need to make, I need you to make them even when you are afraid okay, of losing that person. If you know it's the right thing to do, then do it. If you continue to respond in fear, meaning that I am so perceptive of my fear and I use it to not make any decisions and to be avoidant and to be unclear about my boundaries, then, hey, at least you know it, sit in it and start getting happy. We can't complain about it, about our partner if we're not willing to put boundaries and take that risk. We can't complain about them anymore. Okay, and that's what's important, Mike. I need you to know you have more power and more control over what you think and what you feel than you actually know, but you give that power away every time you act in fear. You give that power away, and another person's opinion about your life becomes more important than yours, which is no good. It just doesn't make sense. Her opinion about her life is what's going to be working for her. But your opinion about your life is the most suited for you. And don't forget that part and you won't be confused. You won't get lost somewhere, lost in the sauce somewhere. So, Mike, I think that you should consider trying this out a little bit at a time. You know, you don't have to put big old boundaries at first. Just get started on smaller boundaries that you might implement first so you can understand how you 
relate to your own fear and what it causes you to, to do and how it causes you to respond to your wife. You need to kind of start experimenting with this self-awareness. Just kind of, just kind of take a look at it. If you don't do anything else, I just need you to look at it. Look at it every time your wife makes a statement about how she feels and what she's disappointed and what she's complaining about. I want you to just, you know, imagine that she's dropping a bushel in front of you and for you to kind of step back and not pick it up. <laughs> Keep the bushel on her side at all times because it's her bushel. I don't want you to be carrying shit that isn't yours. Keep, make sure that she's, it's on her side, whether she chooses to carry it or not, ain't your business. You can't make her carry it, but I sure as hell want you to know that it ain't your bushel to carry. It ain't your sack of potatoes to carry. Okay. Hopefully this helps you out a little bit, Mike. Um, a huge fan of anything that has to do with relationships and, um, and don't get all flustered with what I think many people say about communications and relationships, all that is useful, but it's not the main thing I need you to work on because the problem is much deeper. The problem is a fear, an honest to God fear, an old school fear of abandonment. That's it. That's really it. I have a fear of being abandoned, a fear of loss, and it is a natural human fear, but it is a what if fear. It ain't real friends. It ain't real because we can't really own people and we can't guarantee that they will stay with us. All we're going to do is enjoy the hell out of them. But I don't think you performing like a circus monkey is helping you out at all in enjoying this relationship. So I don't need you to be a circus monkey. I need you to be you, just you. And be a husband that's compassionate. And, but, but compassion in this case means I leave you to deal with your own bushel. Cause I've been giving you the impression for so long that I'm in charge of the bushel of chaos that you are, are throwing at me. But I, I'm not going to pick it up. It ain't mine to pick up. And I do this out of love. I promise it is the most compassionate act you can do. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. It has been a pleasure. We love you, Mike. I'm sending you love, light, and the courage to face your fears. This has been an episode of Drive Through.